Welcome to Soul of an Empath, the podcast that helps empaths to feel loved, seen, heard, and understood in all areas of your life. Now here's your host, Tiffany Gano. Welcome to another Soul of an Empath podcast. I'm Tiffany Cano. Today I have a coach and healer, Jeremy McDonald, who has been doing it for 25 plus years. He's a storytelling alchemist. He's a best-selling author of the book Peace Be Still. And he's also an organizer of the Spirit Heart Cruise, which for those of you who enjoy in-person spiritual retreats, he has amazing cruises <laughs> that will take you to different parts of the world. And I, I find it pretty fascinating. And he's just, he has a great passion and desire to help people. You're going to enjoy him. Thank you. Let's welcome Jeremy to the show. Well, thanks, Tiffany. I'm going to hire you to introduce me from now on. That's great. Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> or you could just, you know, take the little slice of audio from this one, <laughs> have it be your new intro. <laughs> Do my intro when I'm doing all these, uh, any, any expo, and they'll be like, who's that? I want to have her do that for me. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, I, I I remember when we first connected, I was like, oh, I like him. He there's there's something that resonates. And and so I was happy to have you be a guest on my podcast. And I know you're really big on mindset, you're big on storytelling. So what can you share with us about mindset? And how can we make ours more empowering throughout the day? Yeah, so it's really interesting because, like, I feel very strongly about, you know, what's going on internally inside of us is what puts out our energy. And so it's so funny because that my big shift in that was a movie called What the Bleep Do We Know? Oh, I love and, that uh, movie <laughs> from like 20 years ago. I was like, yes. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I watched it. I remember I watched it probably I was I remember because I'd been studying metaphysics and spirituality and healing and psychic phenomenon at that point for about seven or eight years. And I remember my mother sent you know, mailed me the DVD and I watched mm-hmm. it. I was like, what? You what? And I kept on watching it over and over and over <laughs> and over and over again. But it was so shifting for me. Well, and then I really, then the secret came out, what, a year or two later, and all that kind of stuff. And I and I, stopped, I started thinking about it. And I was like, wait a second. So even studying metaphysics and energy healing, I still saw it from coming from the outside, like, you know, the healing and all that kind of stuff. And so then I started looking at that. And I was like, wait. And I was a corporate trainer, too. So I studied um, emotional intelligence. And so I started looking at all these components and started saying, well, wait a second, if if everything comes from the inside, so how do we manage our emotions and our energy? And how do we start looking at that energy within inside of ourselves and start changing it? Mm-hmm. And and then I uh, ran across a, an author named Catherine Ponder, 
and and she started talking about this one concept about saying no and to you know these thoughts inside of your head and she started saying <laughs> you can't lose anything that's not divinely yours and i'm like wait a second so we're always holding on to everything and we're always trying to you know the relationships and the friendships mm-hmm. and the job and everything else and then i thought well wait a second i'm all i'm trying to hold on to all this stuff but it, but if it was mine it'll come back to me and if it's not then i didn't want it in the first place and so then i started looking at all the mind poison inside of me and you know Ooh, one thing of mind poison that that's a good phrasing because I mean, from a clairvoyant perspective, it looks dark and toxic and poisonous when we have those negative thoughts and it smells gross, like garbage, like poison. So I, I really love that word that you just used. Okay. Continue. Yeah, no, it's totally <laughs> fine because it's a chapter on my book. And uh, so it's so funny because I, then the name of the soul is soul of an empath. So I, uh, I never could figure out why I would go to these concerts. And I was like, I was going to concerts with mosh pits and, you know, crowd surfing and all that other kind of stuff in my twenties. <laughs> and I would have, um, or in large crowds, I would start feeling like somebody was doing this to my throat. Well, what I started realizing is that that was an internal reaction to another person's energy. And so that still comes down to its inner journey. And so I had to start looking at my internal reactions and and mm-hmm. why I was reacting not only to people, what people did to me physically that I could see with my senses, hear, you know, feel, see, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but also on an esoteric uh, level, I was under, you know, empathic level, I was trying to figure out why was I feeling this way? Well, so I really started looking at, and the old, I'm sure everybody's grandmother said this to him, when you got one finger pointing out in judgment, you got one, uh, three pointing back yep. at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. This little uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. So, then, <laughs> so what I started doing is that I started looking at my judgments and my reactions to people and why, and when people, I'm sure everybody knows this one, that person was just a jerk. My boss is just a jerk and they're trying to control me. And well, yep. you have to start asking yourself a question. Okay. Well, where am I controlling me? <laughs> where am I? Where do I feel out of control? Yes. And so I started looking at that, and um, and I had a fascination with alchemy. So what I had a, somebody that said to me, "You're the storytelling alchemist. You're changing people's inner story, and you're helping them transmute their inner story from lead into gold." <laughs> and I thought, mm. well, that's a fun way of looking at it. And really, what it, my book is all about, and my process is about, is finding peace. If we really want to make it simple beyond all the other stuff, we're trying to find peace in our life. And pe- what does peace mean? It doesn't mean you're never going to have a day where you're you're not freaking out or, or afraid or upset or angry. It just means now you're looking at it differently. You're looking at it as, ooh, another opportunity, another opportunity to get deeper in. And so, I mean, like I just had a um, a, a situation that came up with the, over the last couple of weeks where I had this overwhelming fear come up and on a on a conscious level, I felt very calm. But this coming down from the energy and like the sacral and the lower and the lower chakras, I felt this overwhelming fear come up. Well, where was that coming up? That was old stuff from mm-hmm. a long time ago. And so, how do we start changing it? How do we start alchemizing our inner world? We sit in it and we face <laughs> it, and then we look at it and we start talking to it. And that whole Catherine Ponder say no when the no when it, when you start getting a well maybe i should do this out of fear because then we react we get ungrounded and we start making choices out of not thinking about things and you say no 
if that's what it's meant to be on a higher conscious level, then I want to do it. So you start making choices about higher consciousness and soul level and saying, hmm, what does my soul want me to do? What does the divine want me to do? And uh, and I want the highest and best of everything. So now you're starting to make a choice uh, between physical three-dimensional world and what is not what is uh, best for your soul. And I, the best way I can relate that to is in 2017, I had somebody come to me and ask me to help them run their blog. And it was getting like four or five million hits a month. And it was, it was huge. Nice. And so um, I quit That's my a big job. Blog. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a big blog. I, I quit my job. Um, and so, but financially the, the shift was about half of my income to to do to do that as opposed to that as opposed to my job well about four or five months in uh they decided that uh their money their the blog started to go down in views so the money that was coming in so they decided i was going to be working for free (laughs) so uh i started going i had said when i left i would never do another corporate job (laughs) yeah so uh and then i i was in so that happened and I was in meditation one day and I said, well, God, you tell me what you want me to do and make it easy. Cause you know, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I can't see it from your perspective. So 45 minutes later, I got a call from a recruiter. <laughs> Remember I said, I'll never do another corporate job. <laughs> well, that, that particular job taught me a lot of things about keeping my thoughts grounded about running a, an actual spiritual business because this business it's still a business everybody you know used to we still have to pay the bills there's we still the, have to yeah there's people who think they're healers and they're really just hobbyists and then there's yeah. people like you and I like it's our business it's yeah. who we are it's what we do it's our offering it's how we get paid <laughs> Yeah. You know, and, and we love it. Like we love being of service and also being able to receive and, yeah. um, yeah, continue. And, and, and I have a question for you at some point about discernment with those voices. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, well, basically, you know, and th- this end, this ended up coming into my world. And so you have to start looking at there is synchronicities. And yeah, I'll definitely want to talk about that. Um, but it's really staying in the now of the moment. And yes, discernment is a huge thing. Um, and it's not just about all the major signs, because everybody's always looking for the major signs. And I, and I get those too. But sometimes it's also, you know, like internally in me, there's a there's a digital nomad in me. I would love to just pack everything out, get in my car, and start traveling and be in a gypsy. But there is also a big part of me that loves my bed, absolutely loves my bed. And so, um, you know, sleeping in my car or in hotel rooms or sleeping in an RV and all that kind of stuff, um, you have to you have to get honest with yourself too. And so, discernment is also about being honest with yourself. So I always jokingly say, I'm gonna be a digital nomad but then i started thinking you know about 10 days out my mother used to joke with me and say jeremy loves traveling but he loves coming home too and he becomes (laughs) a grouch when when he's coming home we're like she'd be like i need to pull over and grab something to eat mom we just keep on driving can we just get drive through (laughs) (laughs) Um, so and you have to be honest with yourself so but yeah follow follow the signs but also pay attention but yeah definitely go ahead and ask the the question because i think that would be very important to to look at well and and also hearing the quality and the tone of the voices 
like for me, I noticed that when it's a divine inspiration, guidance from my soul, from God, there it's softer. It's more like a whisper and there's, there's a peace and a calmness to it when it's coming from like a judgmental ego part of me, there's, um, oftentimes like a spike, a, a little jab, um, some tension, some, something that's like, uh, a negative feeling or connotation or tone or voice and louder often. So I, I think it's important for people when, when they are trying to listen and then saying the no, <laughs> yeah. that, that they know which no, which voices are saying no to. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. You should say that because I had noticed that probably about six years ago, really noticed it. And I'd been sitting in meditation, you know, there, that whole devil and angel on the shoulder thing uh-huh. is, is a metaphor for <laughs> what I'm about ready to talk about. And, um, and I would just sit there in meditation. I feel that little inner child get afraid, <laughs> and it'd be like, "Well, what if? Well, what if? What if? What if this happens? Well, what if we can't do this?" And there was this very soft. It was all. It was basically my voice, but it was very mm-hmm. soft. And it'd be like, "Well, you know, look at all the things that has happened to us in our lifetime. Like, look at how it's always taken care of. We're always going to be fine." And even I'm not as soft and than my voice right now, and compassionate, and so harmonic and beautiful as this voice is it's so soothing and it's like your your how your mother soothed you when you were a kid on steroids you know it's so calming and and so i started noticing this inner dialogue (laughs) that was happening Mm -hmm. and it's really funny during the pandemic the beginning of the pandemic because we were talking about earlier about how we're extroverted but during the pandemic we become more and more introverted well it's because i spent so much time with that voice and sitting there with it and i remember sitting there for hours hours and hours and hours i mean i would do my job and then i would i wouldn't even watch any tv and or do anything i wouldn't play video games i wouldn't get on my computer i wouldn't get on social media or read a book or anything i would just sit there for hours and uh, i would hear this voice and i'd just sit there and let the thoughts come up Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what I call beach balls underwater. Like the uh, the shadow pops things up that you need to face. But then this, you know, do you remember when this happened? This is what's probably going to happen now. We're going to lose our job <laughs> because the world is falling apart right now. And uh, this voice would be like, well, yeah, but also remember 10 years ago when you lost your job and people moved in and helped pay for your rent and made sure you had groceries. Remember you had clients that you'd done healings for two years beforehand that loaded your grocery your refrigerator and cupboards full of groceries do you remember that mm-hmm. and i'm like do you remember we're always taken care of we always have something always has your back and so i literally spent a good two and a half three years of just doing that and that so to me the pandemic wasn't necessarily a bad thing in sense other than what was going on with me and then i got covid in august of 2021 and like everybody else Guess what happened? Fear right. started coming in for about 10 uh-huh. seconds. And then I go, wait a second, you're a healer. <laughs> so I spent three weeks in bed with that voice. Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting. COVID has a thing that, I, that a lot of my clients have said that there's an anger that comes up. There's like this internal anger that just really surfaces in you. So now I have this, the devil, this soothing voice, mm-hmm. and this very 
angry voice <laughs> that's coming in. So what is that? That's the that's the uh, wounded child. That and so now you get to coach yourself and be the parent of yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of internal work that we can do within ourselves to really find healing. And that's honestly what I'm doing right now in my coaching and healing practices. I'm helping people feel that voice. Um, I have a client right now that's a nurse practitioner and she's tired of being a nurse, absolutely tired of it. But she just, she's been trying to find her purpose mm-hmm. and uh, everything leads up to this point. So, you know, being a corporate trainer led me to be able to be brave enough to sit on a camera like this, you know, because if you would have asked me that, I would have been doing this when I was 48 years old. And I'm like, no. I'm not doing that. I'm going to be, you know, I was too nervous because public speaking is what the number one fear, but everything led me up to this point. And so what's happened is she came to me the other day, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, you found it, you figured it out (laughs) because we can't give people answers, you know, but we have to heal enough to be able to hear that internal voice within ourselves. And, you know, that divine voice that says, Hey, do this and everything's going to line up. So good yes very 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 good i i mean some people don't even realize that they totally have the power to change to heal to grow if they confidently turn within without any judgment and bringing that self-compassion, self-love, and bravery to listen, and then take whatever the divinely guided action might be. And so being able to be that space for other people is just so important. The world needs more of us, I believe. You know, when the, what, what we're, our job is to activate this in everybody else. Yes. Because everybody else is just like us. And so, um, and I, it's funny you should say that because I, I had a friend of mine probably, I don't know, like 15, 16 years ago, we were talking about what was wrong with the world. And imagine we weren't even a place like where we're at right now. And so she said, what the world has lost is its center. And the center is the heart. Mm-hmm. And we've lost our compassion. And so when you start looking at things like what's going on in the world, and we don't even have to go into the details because it's so apparent, um, and and you see people arguing with each other, if we could just drop into our hearts, like you and I, just since the beginning of the show, we've been dropping more and more into our hearts, and you can feel it. Our voices are changing, you know, the, our cadence of how we're talking and everything is changing. But if we people can get into that, imagine us having a conversation even if we disagree and, but it's now from compassion. And so uh, if anything, but gets anything out of this, this episode, it's to me is the, the, the feeling of heart space that is going to change things. Yes. I, I completely agree that that one thing, if we could live from our heart space, breathe, speak, you know, communicate, in nonverbal and verbal ways from our heart space, we would have so much peace within us, within those we're interacting with, and it would vibrate out 
in the world and universes, <laughs> you know, like we, we have that within us. Yeah. And I think it's our, our responsibility as souls on the path, you know, yeah. not, not everyone chooses that, but I do. And I think we attract people who want that because of how much we own it within ourselves. I get the bravest clients, you know, that are, that are willing to just do that deep work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you help them? Give, give me some more specific ways that you've helped change people's mindset, turning that, you know, negative, lower energy into divine guidance. Well, one thing I want to just point out to everybody is this is, um, and I have people do this exercise. So one of the first exercises I give my clients, because I always give them homework every week. And one of them I give them is that they have to go sta stand in front of the mirror every day for five minutes, stare into their eyes and say, I love you. Hmm. I can guarantee you the first day you're going to do it, you're going to think you're being silly. Like, what is this crazy guy making me do? <laughs> um, but uh, somebody brought it up to me probably in 2007. And I, I thought, I thought the same thing. This is uncomfortable. And my eyes would twitch. I'd literally look at my eyes. I would say, I love you. And every time I'd say it, my eyelid would twitch and my eye would move to the side. I didn't want to look at myself. I would look away and all that kind of stuff. And why? Why? Because you have not, you've been abusing yourself all this time. You've been putting yourself into situations that are not happy and forcing yourself to suffer through it because that's what adults do. And, uh, and that's what's being responsible. And that's what's not being rude. Um, and then you start making choices for yourself. And so um, I started making choices about what made me feel good and making me happy. Am I there yet? I don't think we're there until we go into pure light, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so do I still follow the stuff? Of course. So, so then I started making choices. And so I'll give you an example. It's like I've stopped... Um, necessarily being around people that are harmful or hurtful to me. Do I still care about them? Yeah, at a distance. You know, I had to make this decision last year. I was in a uh, roommate situation and I'd promised myself I was never going to have a roommate. <laughs> I like to make all these promises to myself. <laughs> and so, well, we were doing all these expos prior to the pandemic starting. You know, we were doing what was called resident field imaging and where we could measure the frequency of the aura. Ooh, and fun. it was a lot of fun. And we had decided that, you know, in order to save money, because vendor booths cost money, right? And that we would split the rent and get a house. Well, not to go into too much detail, because, you know, I don't like to talk about people badly, but that we are two different people. And, um, and it became very toxic. And I started thinking, wait, I'm a coach and a healer. So what would I tell my clients? Well, I would tell my clients to get out of that situation. So that's what I did. And so doesn't mean I love her, love her any less. No, I still love her. But I it's time. Sometimes when things get toxic, it doesn't mean anybody's a bad person. It means the energies are pushing you away from each other so that you can go live your life over here and grow and have your lessons over here and grow as a soul. And then this person goes over here. And remember, you can't lose anything 
that is not that is divinely yours. So if we're meant to be in each other's life again, we'll come back when we're supposed to. <clears throat> but no amount of apologizing between the two of us was working because we just end up right back to the same situation. And so that's was making a choice for myself. And so when you've done the loving yourself in front of the mirror, you start to make choices for yourself and then even being and starting to value yourself. And so if you're out there with your career and you don't, you like your career, but you don't think you're getting being paid enough, why not ask for what you feel valued at and, or get a place that does value you. It's not always about money. It's about feeling fulfilled at the end of the day and making choices about being in something that makes you happy and you feel fulfilled. And so those are the things that, um, you know, if you start making those simple choices, spirituality and personal development is actually not hard. It's actually easy in a sense. It's the hard choices <laughs> that we make complicated <laughs> that make it hard. And so, um, and that doesn't mean that the journey is not going to be rough sometimes. I mean, uh, pearls throw, form through friction. So, I mean, if we thought that uh, those pearls of wisdom came easy, then we were wrong. You know, in a sense, mm -hmm. we, but when we start getting on the other side, we start, it starts getting easier and easier. And then you start, then you go to another level. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then the whole uh, new set of challenges and yeah. lessons and karma comes yeah. when we get to that level and, you know, <laughs> repeat, <laughs> rinse and repeat as, but at least it's an upward spiral, yeah. you know, it, so it may be tough from time to time, but if we choose to not add the meaning of, oh, this is tough, this is hard, oh, the universe is out to get me, <laughs> or whatever things that we might, you know, accidentally create, then, and drop the meaning <laughs> and just look at it from a neutral space. Say, oh yeah, it's just another thing. We'll get through this too. Okay. Onwards and upwards, you know? And be vulnerable. Like I just put a post up the other day uh, with Darth Vader on it and said, uh, hello, darkness, my friend. Because I was going through something. <laughs> and somebody uh -huh. messed, a bunch of people messed, are you depressed? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just working through something. That's all. This is what I do. And uh, uh, oh, I just want to make sure because you're always so positive. Well, I'm positive because I've done, I keep on facing things. <laughs> and uh, and it's like, and I don't want to get a girl. When I start getting complacent, I start getting bored. And mm -hmm. and so, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's interesting. This, this uh, video behind me reminds me of when I was in Maui at the end of the year last year. And my brothers are 20 years younger than me. And we're... Uh, hiking, but you know, some of these places you go, it's you keeping your balance is not easy. And what is what is self help about? It's about keeping your balance through hard times. And so I remember almost falling a couple times, and our tour guide uh, would grab me and you know keep me from falling and stuff like that. But that tells you that there's always something there to help you and grab you, mm -hmm. um, and you're always going to be taken care of. And sometimes you're going to fall down, but guess what? Much like when we learned how to ride a bike you'll get back up, you'll brush off your wounds, and you'll move forward. And that's a metaphor. Um, and I know a lot of people think, oh, that's really positive, but it's true. It's really, but it's hard. And one, you know, some, when one, but one when door, one door closes, three more open up. And, you know, I don't know if I can cuss on your show, but I'm not going to. But one of my friends used to say, but the hallway's a, a bee. 
Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, and that's true because we grow in the hallway before we walk yes. through the other one of the other, because now we have three options. So it goes back to discernment. So when we make that choice to go through one of those three doors that opened up, uh, we know which one is the best one for our soul. Yes. Um, one of my favorite books is called The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. from by Debbie Ford. I mean, I read it a long, long time ago, but I, I think it's perfect for what we're talking about, like being able to go to those shadow places within us that have not yet been healed and shed yeah. the light, like sh- like shine the light on it, do whatever processing, healing, inner work, forgiveness is needed because you (laughs) are meant to be whole and the world needs you to be whole. Your family, your friends, your loved ones, your students, your clients, like we all need you to be whole. And it's hard to be whole unless there's a willingness to do the deep dive, even in those like dark shadowy places. Do you remember, um, how how um, her last interview with Oprah, or <clears throat> she uh, her cancer had come back. No, she had a yeah. So um, my friend Rashmi produced the very last movie that she was in called I God, and um, so I remember Rashmi said Debbie Ford was one of the kindest, most humble people she knew. But then she <clears throat> very shortly after that she was on Oprah, and uh, her cancer had come back, and she had. Um, Oprah asked her the question, why, why didn't you ever talk about the fact that your cancer had come back? And it was in her stomach. And so in Louise Hay fashion, you asked the question, what could she not stomach? Uh-huh. And so she's like, you know, you talked about shadow work and all that kind of, she's the one that brought shadow work to me because I watched the shadow effect and, and read that book and stuff like that. And she was on what was the Moses code and all that other kind of stuff. So, but what it to- told me is that this is that, um, she had uh, she said I didn't talk about it because I here I am talking about shadow and teaching about shadow work and there's something I'm I'm holding back, not talking about because my cancer had come back and I was ashamed. But mm-hmm. then she started crying uh, on the show, and what it, what it told me is that she was healing right there because tears yes. are the wind, are the uh, the lubricant of the soul. And so you know one of the things we do is part of our shadow and why did that why would that trigger us and make us want to judge her? Because something in ourselves we can't stomach and something in ourselves we're not willing to look at. And here's this huge teacher, and mm-hmm. she was such a great teacher in that moment. I think she's one of the most beautiful souls I've ever met. And we're all going through those things, you know. Um, and the teachers teaching this, by the way, yes, they're going through it too. I mean, uh, if I was to tell you that the, the crazy mess that's going on inside of me sometimes, but I teach through that. And, uh, and as I teach, I heal. And that's why we're all students and teachers at the same time. And so give your permission, self-permission to be vulnerable and, and be out there. And, you know, um, Wayne Dyer, when he talked about, you know, him getting sick and him passing away. And then Deepak Chopra came out decoding, decoding Chopra, uh, you know, decoding Chopra that his, his son put out, you know, and, a, you know, the perspective of a son and their father. And it's, um, you know, be willing to show for those that are teachers out there or not even teachers, your family, be willing to be vulnerable with the people you love or care about, including your followers and your students, because they will love and respect you 
a lot more. Um, but what we're, we want us is we don't want to show weakness because this is my business. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I respect somebody more that will get up there on stage and cry and say, this is what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of pain going on and I'm scared and this is how I'm getting through it and actually demonstrate the process so we can witness it because yes. my, my background is teaching. So if we, how do we teach? We teach by demonstrating so people can witness it. We can't putting steps in an article. What is that going to do for me? I can't feel it. And so, and we're experiential learners as adults. So. Yes. There's a saying um, from Alison Armstrong called strong woman voluntarily vulnerable. Mm. And, and I've always loved that phrase because whether it's a man or a woman, you know, we're, primally programmed to be strong and have that, you know, strength, give us status in our, you know, village, right? If we're talking about primal yet vulnerability in the way that you were just describing it, that's coming from a place of spirit, like a, a, a divine consciousness guiding you to be vulnerable to go into that, you know, ouchy, soft, painful place. And, and then in your case, and, and I do this too, with some of my students and clients, like I'll say, this is what I'm going through. Here's, you know, this, this is what's coming up. Here's how I'm working through it. If you have anything like this going on in your life, we can, you know, work through it together in this following way, right? And and it's so beautiful. Now, earlier in my like teens or 20s, I would have, you know, scrunched up and felt a little um unsafe to be vulnerable, but now I love it. Like I I feel such freedom. I, I just, yeah, I love it. So what you said just like helped me to even open up my heart even more and say, Hey, we don't have to be perfect. We just need to be authentic and vulnerable. I had an experience that just happened over the weekend and um, it was probably one of the most beautiful experiences I've had. And I have this, I, I was on Tinder like nine months ago. I'm sure everybody's been on Tinder. <laughs> and so, uh, and this uh, guy messaged me from another country. And uh, so what is the first thing we think of in the United States when somebody's messaging us from another country? We're really thinking they're wanting what? A green card? Or they're going to want money from us. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing out of his mouth was, I don't want your money. I don't want anything from you other than to get to know you. And I was like, wow. Well, but still, for nine months, I've been standoffish. I mean, we, I, we've been messaging, we talk, we text on WhatsApp. And, and I think, well, he's in another country, so there's not much we can do with this. But so the other day on Friday, he messaged me and he says, hey, um, I want to send you money because I want to buy you dinner. I was like, Aww. I was like, what? And um, And I thought that. Well, and incidentally, there's no Cash App or Venmo or PayPal in his country, so we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't do the, the, the doing of that. So, but it touched me so much because, um, you know, he thought about me, and yeah. so on Monday night we had a we had dinner together on Zoom for four hours, getting to know each other. 
Well, what ended up happening as a result of him doing that for me, I opened up to him a lot. And basically, it doesn't matter if anything comes of this. It what it what it does matter is that we opened up to each other mm-hmm. for four hours. Got to know we were playing music for each other and all that other kind of stuff. And <clears throat> and I thought, what's such an unselfish thing from somebody that lives in a third world country, lives in Guatemala, and mm-hmm. is so kind. And uh, so I told him, I said, you opened up my heart because you were so kind. And so the, we're, we all have these moments in our lives. And, uh, and I, you know, what, what are we developing? An amazing friendship because we, you know, we opened our hearts up. And so, and I think that <clears throat> don't avoid situations that could potentially work into something uh, that could be something incredible, um, you know, because you're so afraid. And admittedly, I told him I've been afraid to get closer to you because of here's what a United States citizen would think. And I was honest with them. He goes, mm-hmm. I don't want any of that from you. I just want to get to know you better. And I'm like, wow, that's cool. And so what, the, but that would be no different than if we were going to Applebee's <laughs> here locally <laughs> and having a dinner. What do you have to do? You have to build trust and, fr- yes. and a friendship. And so, and we would, uh, some of us and all of us would probably be standoffish, you know, because of whatever our past is or whatever's happened. But allow these moments um, to come through and you, and be vulnerable. And in those moments, and I remember I, the other day, I, that's because he said that I was leaving my friend's house and I called him on WhatsApp and I said, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And he's like, um, yeah. And so I told him, I realize I've been standoffish with you. And I admitted it. And so, so he opened up to me. And so these are things that with your relationships or friendships, you know, things are going to happen and go to that person and say, Hey, I've been this and I know, and Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Here's the reason why. And so then you can start building that healing and trust between you. So, yeah. I just thought it was a cool story. So I had to tell Mm, it. I do too. (laughs) And way to attract that kind yeah. of of genuine soul that just wants to like genuinely sincerely get to know you as a person as a divine being mm-hmm. isn't out to get something mm-hmm. which you know at least in this country more so than some other countries you know there's there's a lot of that around like oh tit for tat but that's not even the case. Yeah. And that's because of all the inner work you've done to attract something like that. So, yeah. so you never um, know, I might be moving to Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did read in an article um, <laughs> over the weekend that Guatemala was in one of the top 10 places for expats to retire. I, I was make- yeah, I was looking sense. at, you know, where in the world might I want to live, retire, play, have my next chapter of my life, you know, when I was younger, just short side story. Like I, I wanted to spend a quarter in different parts of the world <laughs> based on the season, <laughs> Q1 would be in this part of the world, Q2 over here, Q3 somewhere else. And, you know, it was all based on like (laughs) the weather and (laughs) the people and the food. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it, it's interesting because uh, we were talking about their their cost of living there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I told him in the United States, he'd probably make four times what he would, he would make there. I said, except, and then I showed him how much it would cost to live here. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then I, but he then he was showing me the same thing based on my last salary from my last job. He goes, for one month of your salary, you could have bought a house here. Wow! I was like, I was like, are you kidding me? And um, and he he makes under seven hundred dollars a month, and he live he's considered to be middle class there. Oh my gosh! And, wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, your audio went out. Are you there? Uh, not yet. How about this? Okay, now better? I can hear you. Okay, I said. So we're we moving, Tiffany. Are we gonna go? <laughs> it, it's just a little echoey now, but I can hear you. Um, and no, I'm not moving. I'm actually really quite happy here in Southern California. I've got chickens in my backyard. I have one that I just got two days ago. I saw her face as I was driving to my dad's because he he raises chickens and he's got a whole bunch of farm animals. And I saw the word faith Mm. when I, I, so in my mind's eye, I saw her face and I saw the word faith. And I was thinking to myself, is that because I'm supposed to take her home? Like, and her name is faith. Like, Oh, I don't really want another chicken. I'm, I'm happy with, with my (laughs) flock. And then I get there and he puts her in my arms and she just like melted on my heart, like literally softened and melted. And I was like, Oh, I have to have her. you know. And so now she's my new little lap chicken. (laughs) I actually today, I, I got uh, my papoose that I used to use for my chihuahua that had passed like four years ago, but I saved the papoose and I put her in it and she just like hung out there for an hour. And I, she and I were just happy as clams. (laughs) Well, you know, I've never, I used to own, my family owned chickens back in the, back in the day, you know, the last name McDonald. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they were fun. They were fun to be around, but I haven't had chickens since then. Uh, well, I could have fun engaging, talking with you for hours. I feel like you and I could just hang and keep going and, you know, unfolding ourselves, just being two souls hanging out. And yet we do need to start wrapping it up here. So I would love to hear more about your free offering and also what kinds of students and clients are you looking for and in what ways can you help them? So, well, one thing is that, um, let me move over this way. If you do that, uh, QR code, it goes to a free, it goes to a link and there's a link for a free session with me, a free 15 minute session with me. Um, but, um, you can also get a major discount with me for just using the, the code say yes to you uh, on my website. And then if you go to my website and sign up for my my email list, it will send you back a free meditation. And there's also a free CD 
hour-long lecture or you know where i'm helping people and talking about the, the concept of peace be still so i have quite a bit of free stuff <laughs> and so um out there but the biggest thing is uh, i will do a free session with anybody that would like to and you can get that out the qr code at my website which is storytellingalchemist.com so wonderful so i will put the link in the show notes for you make sure to connect with him get his free goodies sign up for a session see what might um, be your next new level you know that maybe you didn't even know you were ready for but <laughs> your soul knew <laughs> and your soul said go reach out to jeremy <laughs> he's got some insights for you so Absolutely. thank you very very much much love to all namaste bye for now thank you for listening to soul of an empath with tiffany Cano. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you are listening to it. You can get more information from soulofanempath.com. May you be blessed with love, health, peace, joy, spiritual oneness, prosperity, and abundance. So be it. So be it. So be it.